Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Podcast. Uh, I'll be your host tonight, and we're going to be talking again about our attitudes. Everywhere we go, there is attitudes. Attitudes are everywhere. I feel like my mic's too loud. Let me adjust this real quick because I'm getting a ring. Um, but our attitude, I want to talk a little bit about our attitudes and, and why is attitude so important. Attitude determines how you start your day off. Attitude will determine what kind of mindset you're in. Attitude will determine... How's your day going to go? What mood is people going to see you in? When you wake up in the morning, do you start your day off with a good attitude, a right attitude, or do you start your day off with a bad attitude? And let me get everything adjusted here. Just bear with me. I'm in the studio by myself. And as always, usually it's a one-man show. But I want to talk, I'm going to dig into this a little bit more. Attitude, 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 attitude. Can't express this enough about Christians this year 
and their attitude and how important our attitude will play into what we receive from God uh, this year. This is going to be a trying year. It's going to be tough, but we're going to make it through it. Now, your questions you may ask is, how do I change my mindset? You know, I hear what you're saying. It sounds easy. It sounds so easy. It's just easier said than done. But how do I do it? How do I change my mindset? Or how do I renew my mind? How do I renew my mind? Or what part do I play in my attitude? I'm going to answer all these questions for you tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn into Philippians 2, verse 4. Let's start with verse 4. Philippians 2, verse 4. We're going to read the King James Version, and then we'll read into the Amplified as well tonight. But Philippians 2, 4, what is my attitude? Number one, you need to have an attitude of gratitude. He says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. In everything, not for, in everything, in every situation, be thankful. In every situation, give thanks. In every situation, find the positive. In every situation, be thankful for what you have. And that's number one, how you how you get off on the right foot. That's how you start setting your mindset and how you're renewing your mind. But Philippians 2, verse 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, here's what the Amplified said in verse 5. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. You know, if we would take the Amplified version, and we've talked to this uh, last night about how important the Amplified is and how sometimes it'll clarify so many things. And when it'll, it'll clarify so many things about it makes it just it gives it a little bit more personalization to it. Maybe goes into a little bit more detail. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Part of getting the right attitude is to think and act and talk and conduct ourselves as Christ did. How did he do that? With love, meekness, forgiveness, humility. He also put others first. Always put others first. He was on this earth for one purpose. That's to win souls for the kingdom of heaven. To be a witness for the Lord. To be a witness to his heavenly father. His calling was how he went about doing that. He shared the gospel. He went around healing and touching and changing lives and hearts and because he cared. He listened and he cared about others. Romans 12, verse 1 says, Be, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Now, this is going to get, you know, we're going to hit the rubber where the, or, or hit the road where the rubber meets the road. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. That's the first thing he says. Number one, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to say this, and this may make a few people mad, and it may offend them, but that's, you know, I'm sorry. It, it, you tell the scripture like it is and let it cut where, it's, where it may. It's not my intention to offend anybody, but when I read this, and it hit home to me 
I'm thinking, you know, I am the temple. My, my body is the temple of God. And if people look at me, if I don't take care of my body, people are going to look at me. And, and anytime you're preaching the word, anytime you're preaching trying to help others, and there is anything that they can look at you and point fingers at, they're going to. And then that ruins everything you just talked to them about God. They'll totally forget it. They're going to wipe it away like you're not talking about them. It don't matter. So when he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, it means, number one, we kill flesh every day. We are a living sacrifice. We're dead to sin every day. All right? We're crucifying the flesh every day. But our bodies, we should be living holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, present your body as a living sacrifice, pure, holy, without spot or wrinkle. But also, don't be taking things into your body that's going to cause your body damage. Don't defile the temple. God said if you defile the temple, him shall you, he will destroy that temple. Right? Anything that's going to destroy the temple, and we all know that alcohol causes cirrhosis of the liver, smoking causes cancer, dipping causes cancer, anything that's going to cause cancer, cirrhosis of the liver. But see, that's not where it stops. There's the wrong kind of diet. You're going to get sugar diabetes. You're going to be overweight. You're going to be obese. You're going to have all these problems because you're not taking care of what God gave you in charge of taking care of. Now, there's so many things that's going to help your attitude. One is to keep yourself physically in shape by taking care of your temple. But there's there's the right exercise. There's the right mindset. You have to exercise your will, exercise your mind, exercise your spiritual man, and your physical body. The more you take care of yourself is being responsible for what God gave you. And then when you take care of your finances and you're responsible with your finances, when you pay your tithes and you give to God and you give to the ministry, you're responsible with the money that he's gave you. So one of the best things you can do is pray to be a giver. If you can pray to be a giver, God's got to give it to you before he can get it through you. He's going to give it to you and then you pass it on. You have to have it in order to give it. Now he says... Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There's three wills. There is a good will of God, there's an acceptable will of God, and there is perfect will of God. Which one are you fitting in tonight? You know, and and I'm there's some more things that I'm I'm gonna say that when you really want to get a hold of God and you really want to him to do do a work in your life, okay, and you really want him doing a work in your life, and there's levels of things that you're gonna do. Okay, just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this out there. Some of the things that you will do is you will decide how much of God do I want. Now you have some Christians that they don't want a lot of God because they don't want the responsibility. They But the problem, the, the deep root of that can be, not all the times, but can be that they enjoy sin or they enjoy the loose lifestyle or they don't, they don't want to sell out to him because they don't want to be totally dedicated in this life to God because they don't see the big picture. 
See, the big picture is this life is temporal. This life is like a vapor. This life on this earth, be here today, be gone tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. It's like a vapor compared to eternity. See, what we fail to realize is this body that you're living in right now, the soulish man, it's going to be alive for here at, for, from now on. It will never die, either in heaven or in hell. It's never going to die. Let that sink in. That used to terrify me at night, laying there thinking, this soul, I'm going to be aware of my surroundings from now on through eternity. I can either be in heaven or I can be in hell. It's my choice. Last thing I want to do is be in torment from here on out. I don't know anybody that will sacrifice this lifestyle this life and this lifestyle and then wind up in hell who the bible says you may gain the whole world but lose your soul what have you gained what have you gained if you're living life large on this earth and then you lose your soul because 80 years or 70 years on this earth is like one day in eternity doesn't compare it's foolish to think that and it all starts out you know the uh, uh, a 90 mile hike starts out one step at a time when i was uh had covid back in july had a hard time breathing had a hard time catching my breath I, and i had to make myself do something i had to get up get out and i said you know what? i'm going to start by going to the battlefield the park here where we live there's a civil war battlefield that has thousands of trails in it's beautiful country beautiful uh, wooded area with wildlife and it's just it's just beautiful love it absolutely love it but i thought i'll be out there i'm safe i don't have to worry about nobody exposing nobody getting around nobody or none of that but it was just after days when i wasn't considered contagious and i went out and began to walk and i couldn't i remember i couldn't even hardly make it one mile without <sighs> trying to catch my breath but i had to push the next day i tried to go a little bit further the next day a little bit further the next day a little bit further next day a little bit further and i worked from that one mile up to three miles then i got to where i could do three miles i wasn't even out of breath wasn't even, i wasn't even stopping to take a break it's a non-stop walk then i went to five miles and not stopping then i made it to nine miles and not stopping now my feet hurt after after eight nine miles yo your feet will hurt like crazy but i was going and not stopping and I was building up my endurance level. And this was in the summertime. I'd put a backpack on with the ice water in it. And I would drink water while I was walking. I was determined. I'm going to I'm gonna make this stamina. I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna build my lungs up and I'm gonna beat this problem of COVID. But I was determined. I pushed myself to do that. And this is kind of what you have to do as a Christian. You see, sometimes as a Christian, you're gonna get hit every side. You're going to get hit left and right. Every side, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit. The devil's job is to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants you destroyed. And yet sometimes it's a fight for your salvation every day. What is it we find ourselves doing? Where's our attitude at? You know, if you don't start out with an attitude of gratitude, you'll never do anything. First, realize where you're at. Get a hold of your emotions. Get a hold of yourself. Take a deep breath and say, Lord, with you, I can do this. Lord, with you, I'm going to be different. Lord, I want you to change my attitude. 
Give me a a good attitude. Give me a godly attitude. Give me a loving attitude, a kind attitude, a merciful attitude. And begin to pray that every day. Lord, change me. Lord, help my attitude. Help, Help this. Pray. Tell him where your weaknesses are. And you'll watch him begin to change. But now, not until you take that first step. Now, he's he'll open doors, but God's not going to pick you up and push you through those doors and say, there it is, go do it. No, nobody does that. You know, it's, it's like your boss can hire you. You still got to do the job. You still got to work or you're not going to keep a job long. Everything in life comes with conditions. Everything. Your salvation, the same way. Once you get saved, you you can't just live like the devil. If that was the case, he would never use the words with like he told Moses, I will blot your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. The word itself, blot, is to cover up something that was already there. So you had to have it there before he could blot it out. And then you always hear they say, well, they really wasn't saved. Really? Well, their name was in the Lamb's Book of Life. God seemed to think he was really saved because your name was in the Lamb's Book of Life. But he said, they that do these things, I will blot them out of the Lamb's Book of Life. It's throughout the Bible if you just study the Bible. And then a lot of people use the excuse, well, I don't read the Old Testament. I just read the... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. New Testament. It's in the New Testament, too. It's everywhere. God, you're not going to get one up on God. He's put it in there, but you have. So he says your will is hid in Christ. As you seek him, he will open up your eyes and reveal revelations to you in the scriptures. He'll see if you're genuine or not. That's how he's going to know. You know, the Bible says you know when you've passed from death unto life when what? When you have love for the brethren. It takes time to get to the point where you start to really love others. Because there's a lot of people that will get on your nerves. I'm just going to tell you straight up. There's a lot of people you're not going to like. A lot of people you're going to have a problem with in life. Especially when you go to witness and to them or talking about God and they start telling you to get lost and get out of here. and They start getting in your face and telling you there is no God. And then they start harassing you and making fun of you. And then they, they cut you off in traffic or they go and tattle on you and they tell on you this, trying to get you in trouble with a boss or wherever it is, whatever's going on. People are going to make you mad. But you got to love to see people. you got to learn to love people. And you got to realize that our battle is not with flesh and blood. It's with principalities and powers of darkness. It's the devil that's influencing their decision, the devil that's pushing them to do those things because maybe they're weak. Maybe they don't have a strong level of uh, strength to say no or they don't have a strong level to fight back or to stand on the word. They easily persuade. 
Sometimes you've got to understand. Maybe you were there one time. Maybe that used to be you at one time. And you have to change those things. It's, it's a gradual change. All right? Well, let's get back into this. Do not, the emphasis says, do not conform to the world or this age. Fastened, fashioned after and adapt, adopted to its external superficial customs. But be transformed. That's changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude. There you go. So that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Presenting ourselves to the Lord. All right, now listen to what I'm saying. Presenting yourself. Presenting ourselves to the Lord, holy and without blemish, to the best of our abilities. We will fail, we will sin, we will have shortcomings, but don't let that be your final chapter. The fight is still going. There are more rounds. The bell hasn't sounded yet. you got to keep fighting and push through. The devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to stop you. The devil wants to hinder you. The, be the devil wants to see you destroyed. But the fight's not over with. The fight's not over with yet. The bell has, hasn't sounded. There's still a fight going on. There's still mercy. Now, we want to read what Dake's Notes has here where he says conformed is to conform to another's example. All right? Don't, do not pattern after this age or of the times transformed by transfigured by a supernatural change this change is by a renewing of the mind or the spirit and you'll find that in titus 3 5 2 corinthians 4 16 colossians 3 10 hebrews 6 6 and ephesians 4 23 well how do we renew our minds well number one you got to get your mind set what are some of the things we want to set our minds on well we need to set our minds on things that are above we need to sing praises out of our heart to the Lord. When the devil hits you and you don't know what to do, sing praises. Start pushing in that direction. The Bible says we need to stir up that gift that is in us. We have to stir it up. We have to take a stand. We have to change our attitude. We have to be responsible for ourselves. We have to do it. We have to do those things. It's not going to get done for us. If you're waiting for God to come out and reach down out of heaven and shake you like a snow globe, it ain't going to happen. Now, he knows how to shake your world up, and you ain't going to like how he does it. But he says there's two things that will turn a man. That is the joy of the Lord, the goodness of God, and godly sorrow. That means he will bless you and do things for you, and if that don't change you, then godly sorrow's coming, and you'll wish to God you had listened. That's what it means. God wants you in heaven more than you want to go. Think about that. But does that mean you're going to get a free ride? Absolutely not. He cannot give you a free ride. Nobody got a free ride. The old way of thinking has not gone away. Many still struggle with temptations in their mind. Bitterness, depression, fear, hopelessness, frustrations, problems. And putting it bluntly, evil thoughts. 
Many people suffer with evil thoughts. Many people suffer with evil thoughts. To be a successful Christian means to follow Jesus, to obey his teachings, to love others, to grow spiritually. But this battle still rages in the mind. The battle of the mind will never go away. As long as you're on this earth, the battle of the mind will never end. It will never go away. Never. Every day. As long as you're alive. Why? Because you, once you get saved, once you accept the calling, once you start stepping out on faith, once you start quoting scriptures, once you start studying your Bible, once you start putting forth effort to change, you get the devil uncomfortable. Then when you start to witness to people, the devil's going to come in there and try to shortcut you. He's going to try to knock you out. He's going to try to do everything in the world to get you to stop because you're doing his kingdom harm. If you're not dealing with battles and you're not dealing with issues, you don't have the devil upset. It means you're in his camp. Why does he want to bother you? He's got you where he wants you. But it says to be a successful Christian means to follow Jesus, to obey his teachings, to love others, to grow spiritually, but this battle still rages in the mind. First, you must accept responsibility for renewing your mind. After all, it is your mind. So what does it mean to renew your mind? We need to learn to think like God thinks. We need to get rid of our sinful attitude, our negative, critical ways of thinking, our selfish thoughts. How many times do we really make ourselves think on things that are above, make ourselves think on godly things? How many times do we push ourselves? How many times do when the devil hits us, we automatically start singing his praises of the Lord? No. A lot of times we don't. We start griping. We start fussing. We complain. Sometimes we'll call our best friend or we'll vent and we'll just get it out of our system. And if that friend is a good friend, they'll say, well, have you prayed about it yet? Have you talked to God about it yet? Listen to what comes out of your mouth. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's in that heart's coming out. So if you put the word of God in your heart, the word of God will come out when times of need. When the devil's harassing you, you'll start quoting scriptures to run the devil off. So the Bible says we don't have to defeat Satan. He just says resist him. How do you resist him? You don't listen to nothing he says, and you block him. You rebuke him. You tell him to get out. That's resisting. Devil, I'm not listening to you. It's a dead-end conversation. I already know where your future is. Get out of my head. Get out of my ears. Get out of my life. You're not welcome here. I don't want you here, and in the name of Jesus, you got to go. Because God said there was a promise. If you resist him, he'll flee. First, you must accept responsibility for the renewing of your mind because it is your mind. So what does it mean to renew your mind? We need to learn to think like God thinks. We need to get rid of our sinful attitude, our negative, critical ways of thinking, our selfish thoughts. Renewing your mind should not be confu confused with thoughts that come into your mind. Many times we cannot stop certain thoughts from, from entering our mind, but we, but what we do with that, instantly do we recognize the thoughts that our responses clearly shows whether we do, whether we or not are renewing our mind. 
Renewing your mind should not be confused with thoughts that come into your mind. Many times we cannot stop certain thoughts from entering our mind. But what we do with that thought, the instant we recognize that thought, that's where our response clearly shows whether or not we are renewing our mind. Let me break that down simple. When you have a thought that crosses your mind, you can't help the thoughts that come in. But you can help how long you entertain that thought. Do you give that thought a second thought? Do you dwell on that thought? Do you keep thinking about it or do you cast it down? No, Billy Graham said one time, I can't keep birds from flying over my head, but I can keep them from building a nest in my hair. Now think about that. There is a part you play. You can't help the devil throw thoughts at you. What you can help is how long you dwell on those thoughts. Much of what we think about is directly connected to what we are feeding into our mind. If you put pornography into your mind, that is what you'll end up thinking about. What goes in your mind affects your whole life. You are you you heard this old story when you're when you're dieting or you're working out or eating, and they'll always say you are what you eat. Whatever you're feeding yourself, that's what you're gonna turn out to be. Then he says And what goes into your mind affects the whole life. We need to guard our minds and not fill it with garbage. This includes what we watch on TV, what we read, and the music we listen to. We need to guard our mind and not fill it with garbage, which includes what we watch on TV, what we read, and the music we listen to. What you put in your heart is what's going to come out. What are you putting in? What are you putting in your heart? Philippians 4, 7 through 9. And this will be the last place I'm going to read for tonight. I'm going to make this kind of quick. Um, we're going to try to keep these around 25, 30 minutes, so don't worry out. Philippians 4, 7 through 9. And the peace of God which passes, passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, here we go. Get your pens ready. Philippians 4, 7 through 9. Study this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things that are lovely, whatsoever things that are good of report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. The Amplified says it like this in verse 8, For the rest, for the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and, and winsome and gracious, is there, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh on and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it and the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. Think on those things 
that are above and not those things that are beneath. Think of the good things of life. Think of things that God's done for you. Begin to give him praise. Begin to rejoice in him. If you'll begin to do those things, spend time with the gods, spend time with the Lord, spend time learning him. He will bless you abundantly. He'll bless you like you've never been blessed before. Friends, I challenge you in this segment that we're going to be doing, Attitude of Gratitude, Practicing the Presence of the Lord, What is Faith? All these are going to tie together. I promise you, they're going to tie together. So I challenge you to listen to these, share these, like them, comment on them. When you see we're live, there's a little chat bubble on your screen right in the middle of it. Click on that and chat with us. I've got my screen up. I'll be, I'll be more than happy to take your questions, your comments, all these things. We're here to help. We're here to pray for you. We're here to encourage you. We're here to lift you up. We're here to be what we can to help you get through to the finish line. I appreciate you watching. I appreciate you tuning in. And we want to close real quick in a, in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're so unworthy. But Lord, we're so grateful for what you've done. We're grateful that you gave your son to die on the cross. He may take my place. Lord, I pray for those that are listening, Lord, to help us with our attitude. Help us to have an attitude of gratitude. Teach us the ways of you. Teach us to praise you. Teach us to see the good in every situation. Teach us to see the good in life. Teach us to see the good in others. Teach us to give us a want to, to stand in the gap for others. Give us that love. Give us that desire for others. Give us a love for people we've never known before. Give us a want to change our hearts. Lord, I pray that you lead us and guide us in your direction. Watch over us and keep us safe. Lord, I pray for our leaders of our country. Lord, you set kings up and you set kings down. Nothing happens without you knowing. You have everything under control. But, Lord, we pray for the peace of America. We pray for the peace of Israel. We're so grateful, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. We ask this by the power of the Holy Spirit in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll be doing more of these in the segment of your attitude. Attitude of, of endurance. Attitude of uh, determination. There's an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of praise. Several different attitudes we're going to talk about and how much that will roll over into practicing the presence of God. Friends, take care. And may God richly bless you.